Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bash Mania podcast. I am Justin Bash. This is episode 191. And today we have an Easter special with Aaron Nagao, who just had an amazing redshirt freshman season at Minnesota. And he's in the transfer portal with three years of eligibility left. So you know what? I said with all the NIL and transfer portal talk, let's go right to the source. Let's have an athlete on. Let's hear their perspective. Let's hear their side of it. I'd be remiss not to ask an athlete if they want to come on and Aaron wanted to come on. So happy to chat with him today. Before we dive in, this show is brought to you by your friends at Attack, A-T-A-C. Attack is such a cool app and they've upgraded to a whole new level. They now have these video game stats meeting real life training. It's like a FIFA. It's like a real life FIFA video game. So you can put input all your stats some of the best wrestlers in the world insert their stats and you can actually see where you stack up against other athletes and if you go to attack on social on instagram they're attack.app.app and you can see you can see some of the highest rating guys you can see how athletes like trent Hydley, he's got a 91 right now nate jackson just input his i'm not sure of a score but i know he's on there so super cool stuff download the attack app today atac it's in the apple app store and the google play store let me know what your score is post it tag us i'm gonna have to find out what my score is but i'm a little out of shape so i'm a little nervous but definitely download the attack app let's all level up it's bashomania let me tell you something brother he gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do? What Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back. Bashmania 191. Happy Easter Resurrection Sunday. Aaron Nagao, how are you? Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful sunny day here in upstate New York, and it's a busy week, so I don't mind doing this on Easter. Glad we can get this out there. I think your your story, as we we're just talking about, your story is super cool with what you've been through. And obviously, you know, you made a name for yourself this year in the regular season and then in the postseason and then in the offseason. So thought it'd be a good chance for people to kind of hear your perspective, your story and everything. So let's start at the beginning because you posted a super cool video a couple of weeks ago on Instagram about being born with a rare disease. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I was born with X-linked lymphoproliferative disease also known as XLP for short. And basically it's a amino, it's a blood disorder where your immune system just doesn't function. It breaks down. So essentially if you get any type of disease, you're, you're eventually going to pass because you you have an immune system to protect yourself. I was actually the first male in my family to survive it. So my brother and I, my brother was the second. So it was really deadly and it's super, super rare. And yeah, that's, that was a, that's the disease I was born with, but um, we're all good to go now. What age? So you're you're born with that, and then for what your first couple of years, or what was that process like early on? Like, how long does that last for before you really know, like, okay, hey, I survived it. I'm kind of good now. Yeah. So, um, I ended up getting a bone marrow transplant. I think at three years old. Yeah. Four years old, around there, and that's because I had a hundred percent match with that bone marrow transplant. That was able to save me. I mean, also definitely God with bless me with that. Yeah. 
And then my brother had it a little earlier. He had a, at one years old, I think, or maybe even less than a year old. He, uh, he was, he was good to go with, uh, also a bone marrow transplant. That's crazy, man. My son's 14 months old. I can't imagine just the worry of going through that as a parent. I know at one, you're kind of too young to really know what's going on, but man, that's crazy. And then you, you're kind of interesting because you started in jujitsu first and there's, I think that's going to be more common as MMA becomes more mainstream. You're going to want to have kids start MMA younger. And so you were in jujitsu first and then wrestling, but what got you into combat sports at a young age? So it was part, big part of it was being that I was sick and I had to go through chemo and everything like that. Uh, my parents just wanted me to start that so I could get my body stronger again. And, yep. uh, so at six years old, I started jujitsu and it was just to build confidence and build my body and build some strength. And I ended up falling in love with it for a long time and I still love it, but I'm in wrestling now. So I put that. What got you big from being in jujitsu and loving it to wrestling? What was that that got you? Yeah. So I was really big in jujitsu. I, I trained at AOJ and I, I, that's probably the best jujitsu gym in the world. Now I, I, I feel along with a bunch of other people, but I, I started wrestling actually to help my jiu-jitsu in jiu-jitsu. There's a lot of the same points with wrestling. So yeah. takedowns are a big thing. And I started wrestling to help my takedowns and some athleticism there. But I went to, I ended up going to Iowa nationals, folk style nationals in like eighth grade. And I did it. I ended up losing in the blood round. And I just, after that, I told my dad, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do jujitsu anymore. I want to focus completely on wrestling. And he's like, all right, that that's how I switched. That's what made the switch right there. That's awesome. And there's obviously another decision transfer portal. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but even this early on decision to combat sports decision to go into wrestling. And we can't feel like get any farther in this conversation without bringing up your faith. You know, your Instagram bio kind of says it all. God has a plan. It's funny that it's Easter today, Resurrection Sunday. And, you know, you talk about God having a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us not only a plan, but a purpose. And when you go through everything you've gone through from a young age, you know, we're going to talk about your season in a few minutes. You have such a powerful testimony. How has your faith played a role in allowing you to kind of get where you are today and overcome everything you have? I I know it's the greatest part that has allowed me to overcome everything that I have and I share with everyone, God not only has a plan for me, but he has an overall plan for everybody in the world. If they so choose to pursue it, you know, we're all his children. And my faith's the biggest part of my wrestling and the biggest part of my life. I really dedicated. I'm I'm doing my best to dedicate everything I do as if I'm doing it for God. So I think yeah. I know he blesses that. And um. I believe he put the desire of wrestling in my heart and I have the biggest goals that wrestling can have. And I, I believe he put those in my, in my heart as well. And I just ask that, you know, when I'm, when I'm wrestling, uh, I could do it to glorify him and that I, if I, God willing, I achieve those goals, I would do it for the ultimate goal of spreading the word after, you know, with the platform you build being successful in wrestling, I want to ultimately uh, share the love of God and, show others that you could be successful when you do things his way. Yeah. And it's so cool because it's always, you know, I talk about it a lot with people on conversations all the time about how 
you don't see when you're in a trial, when you're in a struggle, how God uses it. But it's funny how then you have success after so often and you get to tell about, well, wait a minute, let me tell you about the struggle first. And you're no exception to that. You know, you did, you know, you went from jujitsu to deciding to do wrestling and then you end up in the Big Ten. You end up in the toughest wrestling conference in the country in college. What initially led you to Minnesota for college? Yeah, so I my high school coaches, I actually have a couple that wrestled for the University of Minnesota. And they're 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 a part of it. You know, it was cool to look up to them and want to wrestle there one day. And as a kid, I've always seen Minnesota on TV and stuff and always wanted to wrestle for them. I didn't know much about wrestling, but I felt led to wrestle at Minnesota. I felt a connection with them right away. I love the coaches and the teammates and nothing, nothing of that has changed even with, you know, since entering the portal. Um, but I just, I love Minnesota. I love the team. I love the people there. And uh, they're just a great group of guys. Yeah, for sure. They're doing a lot of things there. We're going to talk about the portal in a few minutes before we talk about that. Let's talk about your season a little bit. You know, you talked about in that Instagram video, the progression you've made, where I think it was your first college tournament you didn't place. And then this season as a freshman, it's really about as good as somebody can ask. Obviously being an NCAA champ is like, you know, the pinnacle you're damn near close to that. When you lose a couple tough matches, your runner up at big tens to a guy like Roman Bravo young. What was that process like for you refining yourself where, I wanted to be a better wrestler. I never was able to turn that switch on and make advancements like that for you. What was that process like refining yourself as a wrestler to kind of take it to the next level? Uh, faith, consistency, and courage. Uh, I'm, I'm very consistent with the lifestyle I live. I have the lifestyle of a champion. I follow a really strict diet. I never wavered from it. When I would lose in the season, I didn't, I didn't doubt I just knew it was going to make me hungrier to get better. And um, I just really believed, like, I, I firmly believed I could have won the national title that year. And I know I, I have the same confidence going into this season. It sucked not being able to win, but ultimately I have a lot of peace with it because I was happy with the way I performed. And I believe that God had another plan for that, you know, and he's going to, he has another plan for this season as well. And I'm going to go in there thinking and firmly believing that I'm going to win. And, uh, you know, when I'm when you have a consistent lifestyle and you and you work hard and you have faith that God is with you and he has the outcome already written is what I believe in the yeah. matches. Then it's, it's really it makes wrestling a lot more fun, in my opinion, and I can really let it fly and enjoy myself. It's funny, man, If for people listening to this podcast who have listened over and over the themes of having fun and consistency. I mean, Andrew Lears was just on here a couple of weeks ago talking about how he won NCAA champion and the biggest thing he said was consistency i never wavered the exact verbiage you just used he never wavered from his diet from the rigorous lifestyle from the sacrifice and it pays off and for you you know you had a couple you had a couple random losses through the season lost to fix had another loss but in the postseason you seem to turn it up you know you take out bird and mendez and ot um again you think you lost like six four to roman when you have those big matches and you win some of those big matches, and you're already confident. You're already going into the season confident. You know you have what it takes. What's it like when you get a few of those big matches in under your belt? 
Uh, it's great. You, you know, you're, you're priming at the right time, right? So, you know, I've had losses in the regular season that I, I wouldn't lose in the postseason. You know, you lose in the regular season, it sucks. I hate losing, but, you know, I think that was a part of the process. And ultimately, I could care less looking back that I lost in the postseason as long as I'm doing greater in the in the postseason because yeah. the postseason is really what matters, right? The NCAAs is, is the ultimate goal. So it tells me that I'm doing something right with my training and I'm, I'm priming correctly. Yeah. And, I mean, for a redshirt freshman to go in there, the NCAAs, and, you know, you lose to a couple of all-time greats, Roman Bravo Young, Dayton Fix, what was your takeaway from the NCAA tournament? Everyone's human. Everyone isn't. No, no one's unstoppable. I could score points on them. We all start the match 0-0. So there's really no advantage that they have other than a, a seed number right by their name, if that means anything. So, you know, it just shows me that it, I'm wrestling another human being who probably has something else going on in his life. So, you know, no one's going in there perfect, but yep. you can go in there confident. Yeah, you got to have the confidence. I mean, I think you've seen it this year. There's, you know, you see Spencer going down in the semis, and, you know, credit to Spencer. He did an interview and said, guys, I wasn't injured. Like Matt Ramos just was the better wrestler that day. And Matt Ramos went into that match with confidence. And when you go into it with confidence, like you said, every match starts 0 0. When you, you're not going to beat somebody unless you believe you can beat them. That's just for starters. That I may have never been a high level wrestler, but you can, you don't need to talk to too many before you'll start getting that, that message. You also, you had, you know, guys like Michael Blockhouse this year. You had teammates who were winning big matches, having upsets. What's it like when you start having the, that momentum with teammates? It's pretty cool. You know, sometimes you don't have momentum and you got to yeah. be able to step up and, and win that match in the duel. Maybe you're getting your butt kicked in the duel and everyone's losing, but you got to you got to step up and do your job. However, it, it is it's awesome when you guys have the momentum and your guys are winning matches that they shouldn't be winning, and then you go out there and you just keep that ball rolling. Um, yeah. Personally, when my when maybe we're not doing as great as we'd like, and we have the momentum against us, I don't necessarily feel any pressure. I just continue to do my job. Yeah. But but it is awesome when you know when twenty five maybe Pat wins a, a really good match or he wrestles well, then I know, oh man, I'm ready too. I'm feeling great. I'm gonna go out there and beat this guy up too. So Yeah, that's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um for you too, like you, you don't you have a pretty mature outlook on losses. You know, it's not like you go back and beat yourself up too much. If you look back on the tournament, what do you take away from a standpoint of I need to do this better? Or you know, when you're wrestling and, and you're not like bent out of shape for lack of better words, about a loss. How do you balance taking stuff away and saying, okay, this is what happened in this match. This is what happened in this match. Do you kind of have that game plan yet? Or is it just, I need to wrestle better, period? Uh, I kind of have an idea of what I do wrong. Uh, for So for like a tournament, I I think about it maybe for five, 10 minutes, and then I have to move on, right? Because I'm not done. Yeah. Uh, like when I lost to Roman at, at the NCA's, I knew I messed up on top. I know I did. I was thinking about it in the match. Like, Oh, I know if I take this leg out right now, he might slip it. And it, that's exactly what happened. And, yeah. you know, I thought about it and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm mad at myself after like, man, why did I do that? But, <laughs> but, um, then I move on and it, it's just a wrestling match, right? It, I can get better from it. I got to re get ready for the next match. So I don't think there's a lot you can 
win over beating yourself up over it for too long. But yeah, I just make adjustments in my mind and talk to my coaches about it and then get ready to go for the next one. So after this season, you had an amazing redshirt freshman year, all American first shot, you make the tournament, you all American. That's a lot to be proud of. Big news. A couple weeks into the off season, you're entering the transfer portal. And I had texted you because, you know, there's so much talk around NIL and transfer portal. And I'm a part of that conversation. I think as wrestling fans, you love talking about it. And there's so many differences in opinions and perspectives. And that's why I was thinking, you know what? Let's go straight to the source. Let's have someone who's on the transfer portal, kind of give them a platform to talk. So for you, what went into going to the transfer portal? My honest decision was soul searching. I want to be in self-reflecting, you know. I laid everything out on the table. I talked to my family, you know, particularly my dad and close family people. I assessed all of my options, you know, and then I just laid out my goals. I, I told myself, what are my goals? What do I want to do? I want to be a three-time national champion. I want to win the Olympics. I want to win the world. So then I want to move on to some to jiu-jitsu, but no, another, another time. Talk for another time. <laughs> uh Hardest decision of my life. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I'm not deciding to leave yet. Just because I opened the portal up, I told the coaches and I told my team, you know, I'm not, doesn't mean I'm leaving. But for me to assess these options adequately and effectively, I need to open the portal up. And ultimately, I felt led of God. You know, this is what my heart wants. And I feel like he expects me to make a wise decision. And I felt the wisest decision was to open up the portal to see what other opportunities are out there for me and my goals. As much as wrestling is a team sport, you know, you build a lot of camaraderie with the with the guys and with the coaches. It's mostly an individual sport. You don't go out there with them. You go out there alone and, and with the work you've put in. So uh, another big thing about that was I know if I didn't open the portal up, um, if I followed my heart, you know, my heart loved Minnesota. But if I followed that solely, I know that would get in the way of, if you always follow your heart, you'll get in the way of God, right? He has, he may have another plan for you. And ultimately you you might not know that, but, but your heart may not know that. And you, you might want to do what you think is best, but you gotta, I, I leave it up to God. And I know in the end, I want what he wants. And maybe I don't know it at the time, but I knew if I didn't open the portal up, I would live with some form of regret, not knowing what else was out there. And I'm not going to put my put myself in a position later on in life to, to have regret, you know, look, if I, maybe I didn't open the portal up and I did accomplish all my goals and I could just look, I I would look back and wonder like, man, I I wish I at least looked at what my options were and I wish I at least opened the portal up, but you know, there's a, some examples in the Bible where God may have had a different plan than the others were thinking. Something that comes to mind is when, uh, when David was anointed king, Saul was still king, but he yeah. anointed David. And only and they're like, you're the- crazy. What do you mean you're going to be king? No. <laughs> yeah. No one else expected it, but but God knew that was how it was supposed to go down. Or when um, in the New Testament, when Paul and Barnabas wanted to go spread the gospel, they had they had they thought they had their own plan and they ended up arguing and they went their separate ways. But ultimately, that was for God's ultimate plan for them. And uh, even I bring up. Uh, Jacob and Esau, you know, if Isaac had his way, he wanted to give Esau the birthright, but God used uh, Jacob and his mother to 
to do, you know, they had to use some covert activity, but that was God's will. And, and Jacob ended up getting the birthright and, you know, maybe things don't look perfect, but I'm trusting God's plan and what I feel in my heart was best. And that was to open the portal up. And I know a lot of people may be angry, a lot of the fans, um, maybe some teammates and coaches, I know they're hurt. I'm also very hurt for them in the program, but, but I'm following my heart and I'm following my dreams. And this is a dream I've had since a kid. And I'm going to, I'm going to trust myself and God completely on this and open the portal up and do what's best for my family. And I, I want to do what's best for us. And I'll, I'll fight. I'll always love my team and my coaches if I end up leaving, but you know, this is what's best for me. I know I made the right decision. When I made the decision to open the portal up, I felt I had a lot of clarity and a lot of peace, maybe in a couple of days where I was just maybe overwhelmed and confused and not sure where to go. But when I made that decision, I had a lot of clarity and peace. And I know I made the right decision. When did you start deciding you might want to enter the portal? It was, uh, you know, you asked me two weeks ago and it, it wasn't even a thought. I would probably right. laugh. But you asked me a week ago, and I, I that's when I felt the, the thoughts and the considerations started coming in. And I really, really assessed everything with my family. And that's when I considered opening the portal up. And I was confused that, you know, I was, you could say, a little overwhelmed initially, but I prayed a, a lot. I mean, I prayed a whole bunch. And I know my family was praying and others were praying. And I felt that that love and that the prayers were helping. And I just had more and more clarity as the time went on. And that's when those, uh, you know, I, I guess like a week ago is when those thoughts are coming in. I really had to assess where where can I put myself in the best position to accomplish my dream. And so about so a week I'm, ago. I'm going to ask the question that I'm sure wrestling Twitter wants me to ask. So does this mean that nobody offered you a bag of cash to enter the portal? Yeah. <laughs> because that, that that's the big thing is people in this era, people expect where it's like, hey, so-and-so had a great season. Somebody must have reached out. Iowa could use a 133-pounder. Penn State could use a 133-pounder. They must have reached out. And there's a lot of cynicism always. But with this, it's instantly somebody offered Aaron a bag of cash. Who did it? And it yeah. sounds like you're safely, unequivocally denying that anybody offered you a bag of cash. Yeah, without even bringing that up, I, I I said I'm following my dream and my heart, and that's priceless, you know. Um, but yeah, you get messages. Like I see things on forums and stuff. I'm like, oh, where'd you hear that story? That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you can't go on wrestling forums. They're they're the worst. That, that's yeah. just. I know <laughs> Willie and some people live on them. I'm the opposite. I don't go on there. I love talking wrestling, but I love to I love talking wrestling with people who I know. You yeah. know, I love like seeing people I know, you know, going to a bar with 20 people and grabbing a burger in between sessions at NCAAs. I love it. People mm -hmm. hiding behind avatars anonymously don't that that doesn't excite me. Um, yeah. So you're saying that you haven't 100 percent decided if you're even leaving Minnesota. Do you have a favorite you're leaning if you do leave? Yeah, I, I just commend you real quick for uh, attacking the source and nipping all of that in the bud. That's just a, a way to hit it out the ballpark for everyone, you know? Uh, so that, that's great that you're, you know, you just, you tack the source down and give them an opportunity to explain. That, and that's why I, I'm one of these people that's in the conversation. I'm like, you know what? 
it's not easy for someone to come out and respond to people who are saying stuff. It's got to be annoying. Even I get hate just for having this podcast and I can't respond to everybody who disagrees with me or doesn't like me. So yeah. I appreciate you coming on and even clarifying things for people. And by the way, there's still going to be people that comment and say, well, if he's getting a bag of cash, he's not going to admit to it. Listen, your reasoning was too elaborate <laughs> to be a ruse. That was too much. Um, so do you have a place if you do leave you're leaning towards? Um, I have narrowed down my options at this point. So, uh, you know, aside from Minnesota, yeah. I have three primary schools I'm looking at right now. Um, Cornell, PSU, Penn State, and then uh, Iowa. Three great programs. Three, arguably one, two, and three finish next year. And where you go could ultimately decide which order that's in. I mean, you're a big presence at any of those three schools. Um, you know, I, Yanni is my guy. So if you go to Cornell, I'm not going to be too upset. Penn State is my team. So if you go to Penn State training with Roman, Roman's one of the best dudes I know. He's a very quiet guy, but he's just one of the greatest hearts in this sport. So personally, I hope you end up at Penn State. Um, that's just a selfish thing. So do you know when you want to make a decision by? I'm hoping I have a strong feeling it'll be by the close end of this month. Heck yeah, man. Hey, I'm going to throw it out there now. If you want to come on this podcast and announce it, we can arrange that. That might be fun. Yeah. That, that. That, that might be fun. Um, So I know from years past that when you are transferring and going to a different school potentially and whether it's this college or senior level it can make off-season plans a little bit harder do you have any plans to compete u.s opens in three weeks do you have any freestyle plans for this year no i'm gonna focus on folk style i'm gonna focus on winning a national title next year i love it because you you made what were you a 23 world team last year i think you were fifth in the world yeah it's not bad <laughs> that's just, that's not bad at all. So, and you already said world and Olympic aspirations. So, definitely commend you for focusing on folk style right now. Um, going back, I want to wrap this up with you know you. We've talked a lot about your faith playing to that decision, and I'm sure you're getting it from all angles now. What is the process like of incorporating your faith into this final decision and kind of trying to make that right decision? Yeah, it's it's been the biggest part. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, I prayed every day. I pray every day anyways, but that was a, a big part of my prayers and, and of my thoughts. And uh, I ultimately know and feel from my personal self that God is leading me in this direction. Um, I can't imagine what I would, how I would get through this without him, honestly. So I'm, I'm just really grateful for him giving me peace and clarity and, and opening himself up to me. Um, yeah, that's it's it's been the greatest part, man. I can't even explain it enough. I'm very grateful for God and uh, for him helping me through this. He gave, you know, it's just a lot of peace and clarity. I tell my wife all the time, I'm so grateful. I was a guest on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I had said that, like, the peace God gives you when you're making tough decisions is such a beautiful thing. Who you say, you know, for me, it's business. Who you say no to, who you say yes to. You you often don't know if you make a right decision, a bad decision, or whatever, 
unless you pray about it and unless God gives you clarity. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense initially, but oftentimes God will show you a year later, five years, 10 years later, this is why when you prayed about it and I showed you that and you were faithful, this is why. So it's definitely such a crucial part. Any young wrestlers, especially listening right now that are thinking about their future, you're hearing it here from somebody who has already had such success and is only going to be more successful as the future goes on. So do not miss out on the power of prayer in your career in sports and, and prayer go hand in hand. I have learned having a lot of friends in the space. I've learned to stop praying for them to win because I realize there's somebody praying on the other side for the person to win and just praying for health and focus and peace and clarity go so far. And I've texted some of the rest of them like, Dude, praying for you to win. Like, there's people on both sides praying for that. <laughs> that's a, that one that might cross each other out. But yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm excited. Um, so so what's next? Just kind of trying to make that decision, and then you know, probably end of the month, make a decision, and then pursue that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, the toughest decisions are the are the oftentimes the greatest decisions and impacts on your life. So I've been taking it seriously and. A lot of people feel they have need to tell me their advice for me, but, you know, I just go, I mean, you know, I thank you, I guess. Uh, I go straight to God, though. I mean, I don't, that's, it's just uh, the answer to everything. It is, man. And and there's a lot of people who don't have to live with the consequences of decisions you make. Yep. You do. And and you have to, to live with those. So uh, advice is sometimes appreciated, but it's also like a grain of salt. So Aaron, I'm going to let you go. Enjoy your Easter. I appreciate you making some time. Thank you for being transparent with me. I really appreciate it. I'm sure fans of all these schools appreciate it. Any final words here before I let you go? I'm just grateful you had me on. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Awesome, man. Thank you. We'll, we'll chat soon. Guys, if you want to follow Aaron, I'm going to link up his Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Nope, just Instagram. Uh, you might have to get on Twitter. We'll talk about that offline, but all right, go follow. I'm going to link it up below. Aaron, have a great day, man. We'll chat soon. And the beat goes on.